Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. It is a Friday, the best day of the entire week for many individuals out there. So great to have you along for the ride today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. So welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. And it's great to have you on with us. You can find us with our streaming at Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch.tv. Also on Parlor and on OurFreedomBook.com and Instagram and TikTok. Yes, we do have all those with the handle at Hoosier Reason. Also the website at HoosierReason.com. Thanks for hanging out with us today to wrap up your week. It's going to be a fun show today. I've realized we're trying to think about different themes on the program. And how I want to do to mix it up a little bit, have a little bit more fun, do some uh, do something a little bit different. And we've come to the conclusion, us doesn't mean like me, myself, and I. We've come to the conclusion that we need to do some fun topical Fridays where it's a little bit different. It's a Friday, people are burnt out, end of the week, so we're still going to get to some politics here, but. On some portions of some Fridays, we're going to shift gears a little bit and do something a little bit different. And we'll talk about maybe news, we'll talk about some music, we'll talk about entertainment, we'll talk about philosophy or religion or whatever the heck we want to talk about. We used to, on the local program, when it was just the Wichita market by itself, in the we'd have our free-for-all Fridays where callers could call in and call about anything they want to. And obviously, since we don't take calls on this program, you can email me at network at gmail.com or I just come up with the fun topics myself. Uh, so today at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with Stephen Rossetti. He is a uh, the president of the St. Michael's Center for Spiritual Renewal. He's the author of several different books and a licensed psychologist who has sat in and observed and participated in numerous different exorcisms. I know. So he's uh, he wrote a book, The Diary of an American Exorcist, and he'll be on the show in a, in a half hour to talk about exorcisms. Because why? Why the heck not? I find that fascinating. So that'll be kind of our uh, Friday Freak Show that we're going to be calling Fridays. What do you think? Friday Freak Show? You like that? Maybe. Sometime we're going to have some new stuff. I'm either thinking of it being called the Friday Freak Show or the Oddball Friday. I'm not quite sure yet, but I kind of like the Friday Freak Show. Because we'll talk about some really weird, unique, and fun things that uh, you'll just be like, Andy, you have lost your absolute mind. At the same time, I am really excited about this weekend. So last weekend was 4th of July, obviously the greatest holiday of the year. One of. One of. Because it's pretty awesome. But this weekend, uh, I get there are a few things in this world that I actually get kind of giddy and excited about. I've been around to, I just, uh, you know, when you get older, you don't really get excited about birthdays anymore kind of thing. You're like, oh, that's nice. Sorry, thanks. But there are a few things where I actually get the blood pumping, get the anxiety going, and I get really excited about. And they come few and far between, and who knows how long they're going to continue to last. But I get really, really excited about, especially for sporting events, like for me, sporting events. Really, Andy? Really? I know. But we do have the great Conor McGregor UFC fight coming up this weekend, tomorrow night. And if you are watching the live stream, hold on here. I got the I got the great green t-shirt, everything ready to rock and roll there. And also, 
No endorsement here because I don't advertise on the program, but I do have to give a little plug. Got my bottle, Proper 12 Irish Whiskey, owned by Conor McGregor as well. Got it, ready to go, and we're going to be enjoying this weekend for the fight. So I am looking forward to that. I watched the press conference uh, last night. I watched the weigh-ins as well. Conor McGregor coming in a little bit more on the trash-talky side, which is what he's known for, and the last couple fights he hasn't done that. So is it the old-school Conor coming back, or is it him just trying to force it and try and be back because – He's lost the last fight. This is the trilogy. He knocked out Dustin Poirier in 2012, and now he was knocked out and lost in January. This is the trilogy of that fight. Already the highest pre-sale tickets for pay-per-view purchases in UFC history because that's Conor McGregor. So if he loses, then I don't know what's going to happen with him. But if he wins, he's back at it, and he has proven that he's back in the game. And if if I will just say this and then I move on because this is my unintelligent, unprofessional opinion of this fight just by me being a you know fanboy of Conor McGregor, if he is in the mindset that he says that he is in, he should not have a problem with this fight. That's a, if, if he's in the mode that he says that he is in, that supposedly he is in, then he shouldn't have a problem with this fight. Uh, if anything's distracting him, if he's in his head, if he tries too hard, if he's trying to force the issue, if he's too worried about his legacy being gone, then he could struggle. But if he just goes out there, has fun, do his thing, this should not be an issue. That's all I'm going to say. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So let's make this happen. It's going to be a great weekend, and hopefully you have a great one as well. We do have a lot of political stuff to get to today as well, so don't worry. Uh, be like, Andy, I, I'm here to talk politics. What are you doing? You're talking about, like, exorcisms and Conor McGregor. Come on, man. Trust me. We have plenty of politics to talk about here as well because just like how many fighters can sense a little bit of concern, a little bit of worry, a little bit of fear in their opponents, you know that's? I can sense it. It's in their eyes. They're flinching a little bit. They're a little bit hesitant. They're a little bit scared uh, because of the intimidation factor. I'm sensing that in the Democrat Party as well. I really am. We have, and we've talked about this on the show numerous times, we have Republicans all over the country that are already a year and a half in jumping into a midterm election. This doesn't happen for midterms. This happens for presidential elections, the main ones that are every four years. Midterm elections, you don't hear about them until like the January, February, March, the year of leading up to it. You get ready for the primaries, you do the primary election, then you do the general, and it's all gone. We have candidates jumping in now, a year and a half away, all over the country on the Republican side. The Trump movement, the conservative brand movement is not dead it's growing, and it's growing exponentially. People are fired up. They're ready. Whether they don't believe the election results from November, whether they're just angry with the election results from November, whether they want to see change, whether they want to focus on the local, whatever the case is, from governor's races to Senate races and House races to state legislative seat races to secretary of state races to attorney general races all over the country, we have candidates jumping in now on the Republican side. And Democrats, I can smell it. Just as Conor McGregor smells the fear in his opponent, I can smell the fear on the Democrat side. I can sense it. You want to know how? Andy, how do you know that? You can't believe your intuition. Actually, I do trust my intuition a lot, uh, but here's why. According to Newsmax.com, Democrats have just approved 25 the Democrat National Party, not the like Democrats in D.C., but the National Democrat Party, the DNC. They've now invested $25 million right now. $25 million into voter registration and education efforts on elections. Why would you think that? Now, I've realized that there's a big difference, a big contrast, because Republicans sometimes get the bad rep of, well, you're not doing voter registration reach out. Our voters are registered. They already go out and vote. 
Do we want to expand that base? Yeah, we want to go and expand that base. We want to talk to people. But we do it in such different ways, don't we? Democrats, their entire big push is Republicans try to suppress the vote. Republicans don't want people to register to vote. Republicans try to silence. They try and whatever. So they do these big get out the vote pushes and big voter registration pushes and go register to vote. Most people in most states, if you register and as long as you haven't moved, you're already registered. You don't need to go and register every single election. So every time they do a voter registration push means that they're trying to get new people. Well, who are they getting? The voting base is already registered. People are already active politically. People already know to go and vote on that certain day. They don't need to go uh, to do a voter registration push because most voters and active politically engaged individuals are already registered. So why the big push? To sign a desperation. We realize either that the numbers were not quite where they were when we said that. Look, if you had 80 million people, which you say you did, in the November election with Biden, if you had 80 million Democrats turn out to vote for Joe Biden that shattered the record for any election, Donald Trump did it too. He had 76, 77 million people. So both of them shattered the record. The record prior to that was like 74. So Donald Trump beat the record. Joe Biden beat the record. You had a record number of people turn out to vote in November, uh, supposedly. Joe Biden shattering that with 80 million registered Democrats going and voting, air quotes, why do you need to spend $25 million in voter registration issues to go and get people to get registered to vote? You have your base. And if 80 million people of the already registered Democrats turn out to vote, you don't have anything to worry about. What's the problem here? But I've realized there's a big contrast and a big difference between how Republicans and Democrats do this. Republicans don't try to say go out and vote. I mean, we tell people to go out and vote, obviously, but we don't push on voter registration initiatives. We talk about issues. We get you riled up. We get you educated. We get you passionate saying, I don't want X, Y, and Z to happen. I don't want socialism. I don't want Joe Biden. I don't want the Democrats. I don't want AOC. I actually want to understand what a garbage disposal is. I want to actually go out and make a difference. And we get people active. And because of that idea, people go out and register to vote, or they're already registered, and they go and vote. Democrats don't talk about the issues. They attack Republicans for being racist and fascist and Nazis. And then they do voter registration pushes to go get you registered to vote. Have you noticed the difference here? We ne- I, I've never heard of the RNC saying, I'm going to spend $25 million in voter registration initiatives. I've never heard that before. I've only heard them say, yeah, here's the issues. We don't want Democrats to turn the country socialist. Maybe you should vote Republican. We want lower taxes, less regulation, limited government, private enterprise, free markets. We want capitalism. We want individual liberty. We want you to do, be able to live your life. We want to promote these things. Now we need to work on how we present that and who do we present it to and how do we expand our base. Of course we do. We need to get to inner city communities. We need to get to to other communities. I saw a piece that we'll talk about a little bit later that Hispanic votes were massively on the rise for Donald Trump in this last election, and Newsweek thinks they know why. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. So Republicans need to do our bidding to get the push out, but not for voter registration, but just to educate people to want to go and vote, and that's just part of it. Saying, hey, if you want to vote, here's the registration to vote for, to register as a Republican, but here's the issues. Go and do your thing, man. We 
go under the concept that people already understand how to go and register to vote because, you know, our voters are like half intelligent. Democrats can't. They literally have to stand on the sidewalks in public places and say, here's the registration to vote. Sign the paperwork. Because they're, they assume, just like they do with voter ID, that people are too stupid to understand how to go and register to vote. To go to the Secretary of State's website in your state to go to your county courthouse, to register to vote, to do whatever you have to do, wherever you may be, to do that. Democrats want to make it so convenient because they think people are stupid and they have to hold their hand. It's typical for the progressives and how they run the government when they're in charge anyways, too, because that's what they do. They believe that people are too stupid, which is kind of condescending, isn't it? If you're a Democrat and you just see your side on the uh, over there saying, hey, you know, you don't have to actually go to the courthouse and do it. I'll just knock on your door and you can do it right here. Hey, do you think that's a, to me that would be condescending? Like, you don't think I can go to the courthouse? Don't think I can go to the secretary of state? But we don't do that on the Republican side. We try to educate people and talk about issues and then ask them to go and get registered to vote. But already the fact that we have so many candidates jumping into races a year and a half out, we're still a year and a half out from the election, and Democrats now, the DNC, are heading up by, by the way, Vice President Kamala Harris and her announcement with the DNC, is investing $25 million into voter registration and education efforts, along with more than $100 million, by the way, according to Newsmax, raised by separate initiatives backed by Georgia's Stacey Abrams. Wonder why. Uh, that's indicative of the fact that Democrats realize they're in trouble, according to Representative Jody Heiss. They're in trouble. The initiatives are run by Stacey Abrams, who, if you don't know who it is, ran for governor in Georgia, lost as a Democrat, and said that it was stolen away from her. But yet, Donald Trump's the problem with the big false lie, right? But Stacey Abrams can still say that she's the legitimate governor of Georgia, even though she lost as a Democrat. So she's done some shenanigans and shady things down there. She's running the initiative to get more Democrats registered across the nation because they're scared a year and a half out. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for hanging out today, wherever you may be. So, Democrats investing $25 million into uh, voter registration initiatives. You already have 80 million voters registered, probably more than that, but you've got 80 million votes in the last election. What do you have to worry about? You would think you would do this appropriately by actually spending the money on like getting out your message to continue to get those votes because you kind of know it was a one-time thing. I mean, you did get just get 80 million votes on a guy who can't remember his own name. So there you, you have that. So you need to try and work on your imaging as opposed to getting new and fresh people. <laughs> you would think that would be the comment. But here's the thing. You can't win on your policies. You can't or else you would be spending on your policies because that's the big difference. Democrats spend on voter initiatives just to get you with that D in front of your name and then tell you who to vote for based on fear tactics. We do it based on this is what we believe in and this is what they're doing. Now make your choice because the choice is kind of obvious. But the fact they're doing this a year and a half out kind of, uh, I think it's kind of hilarious, honestly. And then, of course, the fact that Stacey Abrams is running this is a little concerning to me because who the heck are they registering to vote with this issue? But $25 million a year and a half out and Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams running these things, I find it interesting to say the least because to me that shows that they're scared, they're nervous, they realize the numbers that they have aren't legitimate numbers to build them a base for the next election. And majoritively, Majority of the time, going into midterm elections, the opposition party that's not in leadership takes majority in the Congress. So, therefore, Republicans should take back the Senate and the House this next election, and they're desperate not to do that. That also explains, by the way, why they try to ram things through so quickly with their fast and furious Barack Obama 2.0 policy agenda, because that way they can just say, well, we did it, we did it, we did it. So, whether Joe Biden ends up tripping down the stairs by Kamala Harris, or whether they end up losing the midterms and can't do anything with a stalemate for the next few years, uh, they got as much of their agenda through as they possibly can. But they're really concerned about their base. Because who is the base of the Democrat Party? It's people who are angry at the world. It is minorities who they've misled and manipulated by saying, we'll take care of you if you continue to vote for us because we'll make sure that your life is all happy hunky-dory. But they've gone so far to the extreme with their agenda No one wants it. People are starting to shy away. Major Democrats starting to shy away from the extremists that have taken hold of this party, which I don't know that the Democrats were even aware was going to happen. That might have been their Achilles heel where they were a little narrow-minded and short-sighted when this issue came up. They wanted it to happen, but they didn't know what would actually happen and who would run it because they liked the old guard of Nancy Pelosi and Dick Durbin and Chuck Schumer and... Uh, all these guys that have been running things for years, they wanted them to run the party. Joe Biden, obviously, being in the old guard since 1978 or 76 or whenever he got into the Senate. So they wanted that guard to run it. Who's really running the show right now? Kamala Harris, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the B-Squad. 
the radicals that have hijacked the party and the, the, the establishment status quo Democrats aren't liking it because those guys are ideologists. They're, they're, uh, they're idealists. They like, the, they like the extremist values, and they're going to hold on to them. They don't like corporations. Democrats say they don't like corporations, but then use the corporations for their own benefit because they're elites. The socialists, the AOCs, those types, they truly don't like the, corp- uh, the corporations. And they're attacking the ones that Democrats are even in control of that are profiting from as well. So they're a little angry. And the wokeness has gone a little bit too far, which is why Donald Trump won a lot of the minority vote. Black votes were up for Donald Trump. Hispanic votes were up for Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump And Newsmax says it was because of the woke crowd. Just to put this into perspective for you, in 2020, Donald Trump took 38% of the Hispanic vote in November. 20, 38%. For Hispanic votes, for a guy for the last four years they called a racist and said that he hated brown people, that's amazing. He took 38%. That was, by the way, up from 10%, an improvement of 10%, so they had 28% uh, just four years prior to that with the last Republican that ran. From 20 to 38, almost 40% of Hispanic votes in this country voted for him just based on not even our reaching out to win them over, but based on the stupid stuff the other side was doing. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. That's what we do here on the show each and every day, and it goes by way too fast because we are by far the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus our TV and our live streaming and our podcasting, which you can find on the live streaming at uh, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch.tv, and other things as well. So that's awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That'll come out here in another month as well. You can read our blogs, check our links to our social media, watch our podcast, which we are killing it on the podcast downloads for thank you so much for that one. All right, we have, uh, I don't want to waste any time here, super excited about our guest as I think, hold on here, I uh, uh, 
I think we got our guest back on the program here. Uh, saw the line drop, so hopefully we got him back on. But uh, as you know, Fridays, it's not just about politics. We try to have a little fun and uh, shift around and talk about other things that are entertaining as well, uh, other than just the political scene, because there's so much more in our lives that do. So we're going to do entertaining things on Fridays as well with our Oddball Friday. And to kick off our very first Oddball Friday, super excited to talk about this topic, because this fascinates me. I watched it, and I cannot remember the name of the priest, but it was a documentary that was done just a couple of years ago. Father Amort, it was the, what was it called? The Devil and Father Amort. It was a documentary done about exorcisms and like a, a videotape, a real-life exorcism, which was fascinating to me because spirituality is really uh, really something that, that intrigues me and fascinates me uh, down that road. So uh, when I saw this, we had to get our guest on the program, which I'm super excited about. He is uh, the president of St. Michael's Center for Spiritual Renewal. He's the author of several dis- different books, also a licensed psychologist and a Catholic priest. It's Father, uh, it's, uh, Father Stephen Rossetti here with us here. Stephen, how are you, my friend? Great, Andy. How are you? I am doing great. I am so excited to have you on the program. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, author of this book, Diary of an American Exorcist. How many exorcisms yes. have you been involved with? Uh, I've been an exorcist for 14 years, and the caseload is rising. Well, we, there's two, uh, two or three of us who do this, plus teams, and we have we have probably 20 sessions a week. Now, wow. so you don't count them by number of exorcisms. You say we have about 20 sessions a week. And some people just uh, need two or three sessions. Some people go for a couple of years. So uh, it can be, it can be anything. That's fascinating. Now, why is there, I've read the story as well that we've seen an increase in exorcisms around the country and around the world. Why is that? Why are we seeing an increase of this right now? Okay, I'll give you a recipe for getting possessed, and I don't I don't suggest you you follow the recipe. <laughs> step one, three steps. Step one: stop practicing the faith. Don't go to church. Don't do any of those things. Just stop practicing your faith because. Christ and the, and, and the, uh, the New Testament and Jesus are our protection and our shield. Number two, start committing serious sins. So, you know, we all know what those are. So start committing serious sins, which creates a vulnerability. And number three, then invite Satan into your life by praying with Ouija boards, doing magic, or witchcraft, uh, seances, necromancy, all those sorts of things. So you add those three up, you got yourself a potent cocktail getting possessed. And... Frankly, and I'm sorry to say, there are more and more people today doing those things. So uh, they should be warned. Sure, you know, you do these things, then you could have a, get yourself into a big jam. That's a big issue. Now, I, I full disclosure, I am not Catholic. I know very little about the practices of the Catholic Church. I am very religious. Very, I mean, I'm Christian. I, I follow my faith, but I, I have gone to a Catholic Church a few times. I've heard that the Catholic Church as a whole doesn't do this as much anymore. Is that true? Uh, it's kind of uh, resurging uh, because of the need, I think. So there was a kind of a hiatus around uh, the Vatican Council in the last 50, 40, 50 years, but that has come back with uh, a torrent, frankly. And by the way, we, we do exorcisms for non-Catholics, and we, we, have, we have atheists, we have Muslims, and, and many uh, Protestant denominations, evangelicals. Mm. I think when people know they have a problem with uh, the, the demonic, uh, you see a Catholic priest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and to be a little bit personal here, my wife and I, when we first got married, we had a lot of 
paranormal activity. I've told the story a little bit on the air a, a bit, but it sounds crazy, so I don't get into too many details. But yeah. we had a lot of activity that was in our apartment when we first got married. It was very, very scary, you know, leaving marks and rashes and, and scrapes and so on and so forth. The, the air was just scary. And we had a Catholic priest come in and actually bless the apartment and everything went away and it oh. was all fine, uh, fine and dory. But it was probably the scariest three months of my entire life. And I have no idea where this thing came from. So According to the priest, yeah, you he said inherited that, it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the the priest said said that there were a lot of uh, uh, Wiccans in that area of the city that we were living in, and he oh, was not. Okay. He, he said that he was very familiar with a lot of that stuff going on. So I don't know, but it was the weirdest thing I had ever seen. Well, the nice thing was that the priest generously came to your apartment and uh, exercised it, blessed it, and the problem went away. We've done this. I had a guy call me from the Midwest. Uh, he was a non-believer. His family non-practicing, but. They had all the signs. It sounded like a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, things were flying off the walls. The uh-huh. dogs were howling. I mean, the things were slamming, crashing, and and all voices and whistling. Also, so it's something. So finally, he uh, got the local priest to come in twice. Took two sessions, and uh, he's been ever, uh, been good ever since. And he said uh, he's now in the front pews of his own church every week Sunday. So he learned the hard way. Yeah. You know, there is a Lord. And there is, frankly, there is evil, and you need to uh, ask God for help. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Father Stephen Rossetti, author of the book Diary of an American Exorcist. Uh, as you, as I mentioned before, I mean, being very spiritual, understanding that there is good and bad, and you need to be aware of those things and do your thing. And you being a priest and a psychologist, when you go into in a situation and someone calls and says, my friend or my family member or somebody is possessed, what signs and symptoms do you look for, and how can you differentiate the difference between someone who may be having a psychosis moment from you know, schizophrenia or something, and then someone who could be actually possessed by a, by a spirit? Well, it's complicated, but it does help to be a licensed psychologist, you suggest. So I'll sit down with the person, do a little assessment, and if this, and then there's normal signs of typical disorders, whether it's psychosis, a borderline, narcissist, uh, DIDs, whatever. But, but sometimes it doesn't quite fit. It's a little odd, you know, and then you see there's some openings in their background, their, their fraction of uh, Wiccan or Ouija boards or whatever, God knows, whatever, or their family was. And so you start praying over the person, and all of a sudden, you know, their, their symptoms start to, to abate. And so you say, okay, it's responding to prayer, and it was not responding to psychotherapy. So that's not a good sign. That's perhaps uh, demonic. It's a scary thought. It's a scary. That's always been my biggest paranoia is seeing. I mean, I can't watch those types of movies where I see that. I mean, I can watch scary movies, but I can't do some of those uh, when you actually have something possessing you. And then it, now, how much? How different is it from watching the movies where you see the head spinning and like them doing like the acrobatic things and floating in the air to a real exorcism? Is it kind of similar? Or is it completely different? Well, there are some similarities, you know, and there's sometimes some really wild things happen. So it's not completely off base. But we talk about the movie, the great, great movie, The Exorcist. And yeah. I think it was '73 when it came out. I mean, we, you know, the head spinning around and, and spinning out pea green soup. We don't do that. But a lot of those things were true. And actually, it's based on a real case, you know. And the notes from the priest who did it, the Jesuit who did that, and actually in St. Louis, are available now in a book. And so uh, it's interesting to read his notes uh, myself. I, I enjoyed reading that. Yeah. But it's based on a real case. A kid was playing with a Ouija board for months, yeah. and he got himself possessed. But let me say this, too, and I know a, lot, a lot of people get, get frightened by evil. Don't be concerned. Just hold on to Jesus. I tell our clients that. Trust in Jesus. Satan is a dust bunny compared to Jesus. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> and even, you know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Even I hold up a, a, a little crucifix, or I throw a little holy water on him, 
and the demons go nuts. Sure. They can't stand anything holy. So trust in Jesus. He'll protect you. And just focus on him and don't worry about Satan. It's a great question. Last couple of questions before we let you go. I know you have to run, but let me ask you about, you mentioned kind of the Ouija board, which I've been taught as well, never even go near them. You don't know what you're communicating with, what you're talking to. I do hear people about, you know, being able to, quote unquote, channel people or seeing visions or talking to angels or calling on angels for protection and that sort of thing. If you do go down that road, you're calling for Archangel Michael or somebody for help or for protection, um, my big question is how do you differentiate or how do you know if you do contact or talk to a spirit and you're calling on an angel, if you know it's that angel or whether a deceiving demon, like I, obviously both of them, they're there, which one do you call yeah, upon and yeah. how do you differentiate? Well, I mean, Christians would say, look, you call on Jesus, you call on the, the saints to help you or the angels. Fine. It's a prayer. Mm-hmm. But when you start channeling these spirits, that's when you get yourself into a jam. You say, I'll give an example. A woman comes in. She's terrified. She said, I was first doing Reiki, which is not good. And then she said, I just, my, I love my grandmother. She died. So I took the pen in my, my non-dominant hand, and I started channeling my grandmother who died. And she, I was getting these wonderful messages of love from her for months. And after about six months, they went south, and the messages were really ugly. And now I knew I was not communicating with my grandmother. I was communicating with a demon. Yeah. So, yeah, we, that's why the Church says, and the Bible says, don't communicate, no divination, no tarot cards, none of this uh, divination stuff. You pray the Lord, you ask the angels' help, whatever, fine. But we don't uh, channel spirits, because you might find out you're not getting what you wanted. Yeah, it's something concerning, and I, I know a lot of people that do the channeling or have visions or hear these messages, and I've, I've always been curious about that because, uh, I mean, if they're calling on the right things and they're all great and hunky-dory, then fine, but I think it, I guess it comes down to the personal intuition of, you know, are they telling me a right message or something a little wonky here, which yeah. is concerning, as you mentioned. Last question before we let you go. Diary of an American Exorcist. It's Father Stephen Rossetti. we got about just about 30 seconds here, but have you actually, when you've done an exorcism, have you actually talked to lucifer or satan himself in one of these possessions uh yes now we don't recommend people normally do that but that's part of our ministry but the the communication is very controlled Uh, questions about how why are you here how long are you going to be here how do we get rid of you so it's a very controlled as uh, pope francis said don't start getting into dialogues with demons because he'll get inside your head yeah it's a a uh, very controlled but yes i have uh, wow. How scary. And God bless you for doing his Father Stephen Rossetti. The book is Diary of an American Exorcist. It's great to talk to you, my friend. I'd love to get you back on the show again sometime soon. Thanks, Andy. God bless you. Hey, you as well. Appreciate that very much. Interesting conversation there. Blow your mind. We'll discuss that when we come back in. More wrapping up the show today for a Friday here on The Voice Reason. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. 
You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That was probably one of the most interesting interviews we've done in a while here on this program. Thanks again to Father Stephen Rossetti coming on the program. I thought that was cool. I don't know if you liked it or not. If you believe, Again, I'm not trying to pressure on religious belief in any way, shape, or form. Mine are probably the most odd that you've ever seen in your life um, just based on how I interpret and believe things. Obviously, I'm very Christian, very you know traditional values, but it's just a little bit different flavor than I think some uh, are a little wary of or just unsure of or maybe just unaware of, whatever, because I think that there are teachings from different faiths all over the world that actually have proper teachings that you can pull away from, pick a little bit here, there, and everywhere and be able to uh, figure out what fits right just based on what feels right and how you get strengthened to your faith, or if you don't have any faith at all, I don't care if you don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> so there's here in the Wichita area, I uh, had an intern, intern for me uh, as operations manager. For those that don't know around the country that listen, I, I'm operations manager for about seven radio stations in this cluster across Kansas and a couple other states here. And I had an intern that came in to help me. He was fresh out of high school this couple of years ago, fresh out of high school, and wanted to get into sports broadcasting, have a couple sports stations in the area here, wanted to do that, and wanted to come in to get some experience. So brought him on, did his thing, and he's very Catholic. Uh, is There's a large Catholic population here in the Wichita area, and we were talking actually just a few days ago because he still does stuff for us now on occasion, and I it, we had somehow this topic came up about ghosts and spirits or angels and demons or faith or whatever, and he said, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I said, wait, wait a second, what? You don't believe in ghosts? He's like, no, I don't believe in ghosts. That stuff's not real. And I'm like, first off, hold on, buddy. You need to experience some of the things that I've experienced because that'll definitely change your mind on that just right away. Second off, you're Catholic. How can you not believe? He's like, what do you mean? I said, you believe in angels and demons, right? Well, yeah, those are ghosts. Those are spirits. They're just, some are good, some are bad, and it's just what's communicating with you. So I, again, like it, dislike it, I find that quite fascinating because as we go about 
our lives. It's not just about politics, but it's how we run our lives and how we use our traditional values and what we do in our personal life that strengthens our faith, strengthens our family, strengthens our our political beliefs, which is the foundation for how we move about and how we handle ourselves on a daily basis. So I find that kind of interesting. And if we're seeing an increase in exorcisms because people are playing with things that they shouldn't be, again, I think there's a fine line. I, I Personally, I disagree with the father on the whole Reiki healing thing. I, do, I think that that is a proper way to heal people. I think that is an opportunity for stuff. I find that interesting. I find it fascinating. I don't know why that would be bad because all it is is there's a guy by the name of Billy Carson. I'm not going to throw a whole lot of stuff out there, but uh, he he's a big scientist, way smarter than I am. It shows that every atom in your body is so, has some type of electrical charge, some form of electrical charge. And essentially, we are a walking time bomb with how much electricity flows through our body each and every day to keep us doing what we do. And therefore, if we're electricity, all Reiki healing is, is that you manipulate that energy based on electricity to heal you in some way, shape or form. Uh, it's just part of the alternative natural healing that's kind of shunned by mainstream medicine in the country, kind of like herbs and plants. How dare you actually mash things up in a bowl and make a tea out of it because that's that's wicked and that's like witchery and that's evil stuff as opposed to going to the doctor and getting the synthetic thing with a pill that does the same thing but for that instant gratification. I find those arguments very frustrating. So I disagree with that front, but the fact that we're seeing an increase in exorcisms in the country to me is a little concerning because what are we doing? Have we let our guard down? I know we're seeing church uh, church attendance decline across the nation. We are seeing with the progressive movement in the politics. See, we tie it into politics here. We see with the progressive movement on the other side of the aisle, they're making people trust more in the government to solve their answers as opposed to a higher power with faith. And people with faith are starting to decline in this nation, and it's at the lowest point that it's ever been. Now, it's still in like the 80% range, but it's at the lowest, lowest point that it's ever been at. Because people are shying away from faith of a higher power to make themselves more independent to do what they need to do based on answers from God, whatever that is that you believe in again, as opposed to saying, I can't do it. I'm helpless. I don't have any help. I don't have any ability to do that. Government, what do you got for me, buddy? And they come out with a perfect solution to come in and try and control you and take over more of your aspect. I see politics and religion tied very, very intertwined. While they say don't talk about politics and religion at the dinner table, I talk about both because I think they go hand in hand. Democrats and progressives, even though they say most of them are faithful and I'm not questioning their faith, they're putting, they're making you stop your faith with your religion and put faith in the government to solve your issues as opposed to praying and saying, I need help to solve this issue. What can I do? And that answer coming to you from a higher power and you getting the strength to do it yourself. Independence, independent sovereignty, conservatism. It all falls in line with faith, not the federal government that's going to take care of you through nannyism. That's my tie into politics and I'm sticking to it. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit back at it on Monday, a heck of a week next week. Don't miss it. Until then, it's your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. 
Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.